0: Three, two, one. One. When you want your leads and sales on autopilot, and to accelerate your business, you come to the Source Source. The Convert Source Podcast with Alex Kubasek. Let's go. Hey, 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 how you guys doing? This is Alex Kubasek here for the Convert Source Podcast. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about something extremely important and something that the majority of businesses far overlook, and for the number one reason being because they are tired. They are tired of getting kicked in the teeth because it's either working or it's not working. Uh, they feel like they hit the jackpot and then they literally just started to stumble and fall. Uh, the market changed. Any of the reasons that you can possibly imagine, this one thing is affected by it. And that one thing is your customer avatar. Last week, we talked about lead generation uh, and really how to get in front of your ideal customers so that you could start to shorten your sales cycle so that you could get some sales qualified leads versus just marketing qualified leads. Uh, And of course, the big difference of those two is you want sales qualified leads. You want people that are actually going to do business with you. Um, One of the biggest problems outside of your customer avatar that they're facing, obviously, is you don't know who to drop inside your funnel, assuming that you have a funnel. And so the biggest problem then becomes, okay, well, this was working, now it's not working. We must be putting the wrong fuel inside the Ferrari, right? So the biggest thing that a lot of people and a lot of businesses overlook after a long period of time is their ideal customer and what that actually looks like. Uh, my name is Alex Hubasek. Uh, I am the president and founder of Convert Source, and we come to you every single Tuesday uh, to really teach you about digital marketing, how to put your leads and sales on autopilot, and really just to attract, qualify, and convert the ideal customer that you want to do business with. Because, after all, Happy customers and people that we like to do business with become repeat customers, and that's how we can build our uh, our relationships with our customers. We can build our business. We can, you know, get referrals, word of mouth, all of those great things that make it so that we can become a reputable business and really start to create something big in the marketplace. Uh, and so that's what we do every single Tuesday, the Convert Source Podcast. Please feel free to share it with your friends. Uh, and again, my name is Alex Kubisak, and so today we are talking about your customer avatar, your ideal customer, uh, and what that looks like. So the number one thing that I want everybody to do, whip out a piece of paper. And of course, if you're driving, please don't whip out a piece of paper, but really start to play around in your mind who you actually want to do business with. Oftentimes along the way, we think, okay, well, I just need cash flow. I just want customers. I just, I just, I just. The problem with that is, is that I just is another term for compromise. And when we compromise too much, we start to spiral out of control and we start to do business with a lot of people who we don't really like. And worse, if those people actually tend to stick around, that's even worse because we don't want to do business with them in the first place. So then we start to find ourselves questioning, why am I in business? And that's a big problem. You know, nobody wants to do business with somebody that is a pain in the ass. Oh, by the way, if you're sensitive hearing, uh, there's not a ton of cursing on this, but every once in a while, if we have guests on or something, there might be some, but of course, that's also how we make a little bit of inflection on our voice and how we really get across a point sometimes on this podcast. So in this case, I just is another word for compromise. And in your business, when you first started out, you didn't think to yourself, holy hell, I just want a million dollars. Because then you're compromising for only a million dollars. You're putting that cap on yourself. It's the exact same thing with your customers. And by the way, your customers are the ones that help you get to that million in past. And of course, uh, uh, of course, the convert source podcast. But in this case, we need to make sure that we're not only doing business or even doing business with people that are just good enough. That's how we start to get into a rut. That's how we get burnt out because we're no longer enjoying why we started doing business in the first place. doesn't matter what it is. This is what happens to a lot of real estate agents a lot of the time. They get so bogged down because they're banging away so much. They're eating their dinner in cars. They're eating on the road. They're constantly going from here to here to here. They're spending so much time banging away. But the problem is is that they are in the volume business a lot of the time. Now for, of course, those luxury type of agents, and maybe you are that, or maybe you want to be that one day, they're obviously doing business with very qualified, a very segmented, a very niche type of prospects. And so we're going to be going over a couple of things today, or actually several things today that really help you narrow down to figure out who the hell you want to do business with. And I can promise you that if you put these things in motion and you really practice at these things, your sales cycle is gonna shorten. For example, real estate agents, people that, that, that deal in volume, and of course I always go back to real estate agents because they can either deal in a lot of volume that can possibly take a longer sales cycle or they can have a very specific target. And since that specific target is so finite and so detailed, their sales cycle is a lot shorter. So in this case, let's take real estate for example. Somebody who's dealing in volume, you're going to have people that either are a large variety here because you're taking a big fishing net, you're throwing out into the ocean, and you're seeing who you can catch and bring up. Is this person qualified? If you have to ask that question whenever a lead comes to you, you already know the answer to that question. And it's because your targeting wasn't detailed enough. Because your ideal customer wasn't mapped out enough. And of course, I don't mean to offend anybody. I mean to inspire you to really focus on who you want to do business with. And to do that, we have to go through a couple of these items. But I want you to take a quick second and I want you to think, why did I get into this business in the first place? What excited me about it? Because we need to be able to communicate that energy to our ideal prospect. Because that's also a lead generation tool. That's how we make them want to do business with us because that is how you communicate your message. If you listen to anything about Tony Robbins, he's always talking about different types of communication, body language, excitement in your voice, projection, all of these things play into your value proposition. And we'll be covering that in another podcast here pretty shortly. We we touched on it a little bit last week, but in this case, if we are able to communicate that to our, an ideal prospect, somebody who we already know is qualified because our targeting was already done ahead of time. They're far more likely to convert and do business with us, not just once, but several times over, but the sales cycle is also going to be shorter. If you were able to take your sales cycle and you were able to shorten it, and you were able to close deals faster, And at the same time, do multiples of those. Do you think that as a real estate professional or as a business person, your commissions or your sales would go through the roof? Well, obviously, because then we're starting to deal in volume with people who are only qualified. Whereas if it's the other way around, we're simply just throwing our, you know, big fishing net out there to a huge pool that isn't targeted. And we're bringing up a whole bunch of trout whenever we're looking for marlins, so we, So today I want to make sure that I go through this little map here and I show you guys exactly how and what to focus on in order to be able to know that I'm only going after marlins or I'm only going after the big whales or I'm only going after people that I know are already qualified. So in that case, now that you already know, this is the person that I want to do business with. And this is why I got excited in the first place because I was driving down the street and I saw this grand mansion and I, that, that just excited me about real estate. Now, obviously in that case, there is only a certain segment of folks that can probably get into that piece of property fast enough so that with the specific qualifications, and we'll go over some of those here in a second, to be able to shorten the sales cycle enough for you to be able to stack up deals just like that one after another after another so that you're dealing with only Marlins or only whales or only big ticket folks. So of course, it's going to start very simple, but I want you to think of this person's name. Now, Now, really think about that person's name because I need you to visualize who this person is. What's their name? Literally, first name, middle name, last name, go. Once you have that person's name in your mind, I want you to literally, I don't care if there's somebody around you, if you're in the car, if you're alone, whatever. I want you to literally say that person's first name, middle name, and last name out loud right now. And then I also want you to say, hi, first name, middle name, last name, or if it's awkward to say all three names, just say the first name and last name. My name is this, and this is what I do. When you, in terms of this is what I do, make sure you use those really descriptive words talking about luxury, uh, luxury real estate, um, high-ticket real estate, or high-ticket products, or high-ticket services, whatever it might be. Now, of course, the reason why we're talking about higher-ticket products, higher-ticket items, isn't just because that's all we deal with and our product is a, a trillion dollars a year. It's because the service that we are selling is top of the line whatever it is, it could literally be selling Crocs, you know, those squeaky uh, foam, I guess not foam, but like squishy rubbery sandals. But you were the best at selling those and yours are bedazzled and all the celebrities are wearing them, whatever it is. That is still a luxury item. Every single time You go to sell one of your products or services, you need to be thinking about it in terms of this is a luxury item because that's also how you're going to speak that into existence and your prospects and your customers, that's going to come across to them. So first name, middle name, last name, introduce yourself out loud. Now, how old is this person? Now, of course, some of these are actually going to be pretty pedigree. These are some of the things that you already know about, but we need to go over them again. And in that sense, you might find a couple little nuances, a couple little shifts that you can do that might change the entire game for you because you just didn't think of that. So, of course, we already have their name. We've got their age. Now, of course, I would probably do plus or minus five years just because there are some outliers. You don't want to go too far because then you're starting to go back into that volume and you're going backwards. So how old is this person? What's their gender? Now, this has nothing to do with discrimination. Who, in your experience, have you dealt with more that makes more decisions to help you close the deal faster. That's what you need to be thinking of. If it's a man, great. If it's a woman, fantastic. What gender are they? What is their marital status? And the reason why this is really important, and a lot of people just say, well, it doesn't matter. I'm selling this, that, or the other thing. The reason why it matters is, is because when you're dealing with couples, whether they're just getting together and they're deciding on a concert to go to together and the cost, or whether they've been married for 50 years. You need to be able to speak to them appropriately because each of them is going to convert, not convert, but like they're going to converse back and forth about that decision because they want to make sure they're making the right decision if they're a couple. If they're not married, that's also fine too, but you need to know their role and if they have somebody else that they have to speak to about it, because that is one of the biggest objections that comes along in the sales process. If you already iron that out ahead of time and you determine that they're gonna have to run it by somebody, you can have answers to those objections before they ever even get to you. And you can eliminate them right away. You can even put in your content ahead of some things. You might be able to address them before they even bring them up. And what you're able to do is you're able to start, and that's what this whole thing is about today. When you take away all of the no's in a conversation or in a sales cycle, what do you have that's left? You only have yes. So that's another reason why we need to be as detailed as possible with this avatar. Because the more detail that we are, the more objections we can deal with ahead of time, the less headaches we have to deal with. All of this stuff in a sales cycle, whether it's online or whether it's in person, it's all the same, it's all the same psychology. One's just digitized, might be a hybrid, might be just completely in person. But all of the buyer psychology is the same. And if you can outline to yourself those particular objections, those roadblocks, all of these items ahead of time, you remove all the no's and all you have left are yeses. So from there, you've now got their name, you've got their age, you've got their gender, you've got if they're single, married, how, like all of those things. How long have they been married? Obviously, the longer they've been married, if they are married, the more trust they have. And probably that's also going to make it so that you can, if, if that's somebody that you like to deal with, if you like to deal with couples who have been married for 50 years because you know that they're, they have good credit, you know that they um, work well together. I mean, obviously they've been married for probably 50 years. So that being the case, they trust each other so they can make decisions quicker. These are all of the items that in each one of these little questions give you the ability to really carve out who this person is or who these people are, and more importantly, why. Because the more you understand your customer, you are going to sort of become your customer. And you're going to be able to think like them, walk like them, talk like them. And you're going to be able to remove all of these issues possibly before they ever even come up. And once you really get good at this, you're going to be able to put together content that you're going to be able to broadcast digitally Obviously, I love digital, but you can do it in traditional senses, but you're going to be able to broadcast content that really helps somebody say, oh my gosh, he just took away all my worry. I was so worried about this, that, or the other thing, but this guy already addressed it and he already solved my problem before I ever even talked to him. Think about how powerful that is. Do they have kids? Obviously, kids, if they're married... You know, if they're younger kids, that's clearly going to make it so that somebody in that case is going to have to think on a decision longer because they have more things to consider more than just themselves. If they're married, the couple, and now if you throw in kids, now you have more things to consider. You have schools, you have um, extracurricular activities, sports, social events, neighborhoods, safe, like all of those things location. I mean, obviously in real estate, if we're using that example, you know, the adage is location, 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 and then location some more. It's the exact same thing here. You as a professional, and you're trying to do business, you need to make sure that you're speaking to the location. You need to make sure you're targeting the right area. For example, if you're looking to start a business, you obviously don't want to start a business that the income level will not suit what you're trying to do. You're obviously not going to open up a uh, a um let's say like a really high end like bike shop repair, if people there don't in that zip code or that you know area do not typically spend their time riding bikes. You're obviously not going to try to sell luxury properties in a zip code that can, that typically has a history of not being able or not being a very high income based area. So you need to know those location aspects of your avatar and how they relate to what you're trying to sell them or you're trying to do business in, in that sense. Here's another one. What is their occupation or industry? The reason why this matters is because like, for example, of course, keep going back to real estate. If this person works from home, technically they're going to be able to kind of, and even if they don't have kids and if they're single or they've been married a few years, they can probably be more mobile than somebody who has been married for 50 years or has only been married for like 10 years, but has, you know, a couple of kids that are in school that are already matriculating in that area these are the other things that you need to know. Obviously, because we need to shorten the sales cycle. That is what this whole thing is all about. Because if we're talk- talking about automating our leads and sales, that sounds really good in theory, right? I can automate my business. I can make money sitting back. But here's the thing. We would all love to be driving around in a Ferrari or a Lamborghini or a Rolls Royce or a Bentley or a Jet. But here's the thing. If you try to put car fuel inside of a jet, you're probably going to have some problems. If you try to put regular gas inside of like a Rolls Royce, for example, you're probably going to have some problems. So we need to make sure that we are putting the right fuel, ideal prospects, customers, inside of our system, our engine, our vehicle, because then it's going to spit out people who can help us shorten our sales cycle so that we can bring in more folks just like that so that we can make more money so that we can spend more money on advertising or marketing so we can bring more of those people in and then rinse and repeat. That is why understanding your ideal prospect is something that is so crucial but after a while, so many people just compromise on it and they just start throwing stuff up against the wall and seeing what sticks. Education level. That is obviously a very large one. Now, of course, that one kind of feeds into like the job title, the occupation, the industry, you know, and on the way up the chain, the geo, where they live, their income, credit score, all of those things. Now, obviously, there is a certain uh, like circumstance or situation for everybody, right? It's not necessarily a one-size-fits-all, but if we understand specifically what their income, like for example, for a real estate agent, we only want to be going after people with this level of income or above, this credit score or above. Now, obviously, you guys have resources to do that. So you can make sure that with your advertising, you're only targeting people. You're only advertising to people who have this level of income. If you're doing it like through direct mail, you might say, okay, what are the you know highest income zip codes in an area? And you're obviously going to send your mail pieces out there. That is why that is so important. Education level, obviously, the higher our education is probably, now, of course, like I said, everything is a certain circumstance. But if the education level is high enough, you're probably going to have the income to be dealing with luxury folks. Now, we're going to now be getting into some of the more detailed things that really help shape our avatar, the things that really start to make it so that this goes from just a Joe Schmo or a Jane Smith and turns them into a walking, living, breathing, money-making person of society. What really makes them tick? What are some things that we can call out in our content that we can have as a conversation with these people that are going to make it so they trust us more, how we get them on our team? Something like goals. What are their goals in life? Obviously, people that, you know, depending on their education level or depending where they live, their goals are probably pretty high. Whether they want to invest a ton of money at some point, like if you're a financial planner and you're trying to find folks who want to invest money, you obviously need to go to a location of folks that can afford to invest money or have excess cash to invest money or to create a strategy to start to invest money. That might go along with the age. Obviously that would play into the marital status because they have to have a conversation about your product or service. So what are their goals? What are the things they're going after in life? Do they want a boat? Do they want a really fancy car? Do they want a jet? Do they want a helicopter? Do they want a place in Florida? Like what do they want? What are their goals? Now, what are their values? Because their goal is their target in life or one of their targets in life. But your values, think of that as the starting line. You obviously need to make sure that before you run the race, you're wearing the right pair of shoes. So before you get to your goals, you need to make sure you have the right values in place to have a foundation to build upon to get to your goals. So what are their values? What do they value in life? What means the most to them? What are their challenges? So like, what are they facing right now? What are their biggest problems right now that they're looking at square in the face? What keeps them up at night? What's giving them the cold sweats, if anything? You know, because we all have a problem. We all have something because this is called life. We all have something that we are facing that is either a small roadblock or is a big roadblock. What are those things that your ideal customer typically deals with along the road to their goal that you can help them either overcome or you can call out to step it aside. For example, back to the real estate space. If you are currently in a house, but you want to buy before you sell, what is something that you can offer that prospect who has come to you and said, listen, I've got a place I want to sell, but I already found this great spot, right? I've been here for a little while, but I want to move. You you know, the offer is not there yet. We're getting there. What can you offer them to help them solve that problem? What is something in your wheelhouse? What is something in your knowledge, your expertise as a real estate professional that you can offer them and you can call that out ahead of time to get them on your team to help them shorten the decision to sell faster or buy faster but either way shorten the sales cycle get to your commission faster get to your sale closure faster that is obviously something something we really want to know because the more challenges we know about the more we can create content to get rid of those challenges to take away the no's, to only leave yeses in the deal process what are the pain points in all of this that your product or service eliminates. So like I was just saying, what are their challenges? Obviously, pain points come along with those, right? Because within each challenge there might be different levels of that challenge that make up the overall roadblock. So again, if it is a you know somebody who is looking to buy but they haven't sold yet, and they need to move quickly because maybe their job is requiring them to do so, and they aren't providing, you know, moving expenses. What can you offer them to get rid of that pain point? Another thing is, most of the time, we, businesses just practice what's called spray and pray. I'm just going to throw the fishing net out there. I'm just going to spray a bunch of stuff out there. And I'm just going to pray that it sticks to the wall. Or I'm just going to pray that it hits the right people. More often than not, businesses just think, I am going to cast an extremely large net. And I'm going to see what I come up with. The spray and pray method. Or throwing stuff up against the wall and seeing what sticks. You've heard them all. But here, we need to identify where these people are spending their time. You know, obviously the, uh, the averages for people spending time on online platforms and social media these days is astronomical. Which is insane because the average span of the human being is actually that of around the goldfish, which is not a lot. <laughs> but if you think of it that way, you've got literally a platform or platforms like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, etc. where people are spending hours when the average attention span of a human or a goldfish today is said to be something around like several seconds. So when you think about it that way, obviously it doesn't matter what your product or service is, and I'll cover that in a second. You want to make sure that you're advertising and marketing and literally spending time in front of these specific people. Everything we just talked about is going from this big pool of folks down to this narrow person. This person is going to be who helps you grow your business because everybody that buys from you is an investor in your business, if you will. When you go from here to here, you obviously know specifically who that person is. And now you can make sure that you're only advertising or marketing to people. I just hit the microphone. You can only advertise to people that look just like that because the population of the world is billions. Obviously, there's going to be more of that one person. So you're starting to see how valuable this is. And if you're somebody who has gone from the strategy of the spray and pray to now listening to this, you know, like, oh my gosh, but I'm going to start to, 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 to sh- you know, really extend my sales cycle. I'm not going to be able to get, you know, these, you know, folks into my pipeline faster. But let me ask you this how long does it take you to close them? If you are somebody who deals in volume and you have a lot of people that are closing with you, fantastic for you. Your business model probably warrants that, but not everybody is like that. So we have to make sure that we're creating systems and strategies for folks who the majority of the time, if they deal in volume, they probably aren't closing as much of the time because they're spending too much time on convincing people, selling people, why them? Whenever you create this ideal customer and you know exactly who that person is, you have already taken 95% of the work and gotten rid of it. Because when you start marketing and advertising to these people who are exactly who you want to do business with and who will qualify, let's just say faster, close faster, those people are obviously the ones that are going to be able to make decisions quickly, going to be able to help you close the deal faster. They're already nurtured because you have already qualified them, let's just say. So instead of you sitting on the phone, banging away, qualifying all these people and basically getting up, hung up on most of the time, you already know that the person you're about to speak to on the phone or about to email is either most likely going to reply back or is going to pick up your call and you guys are going to do business faster. That is why this is so important. So from there, obviously we just talked about a couple of different places. If you obviously want to do direct mail, just at least make sure that you do your research on specifically who you want to do business with so that they're not just going to throw away your direct mail piece. I can't even talk your direct mail piece. That way you know that for every time you send out a piece, you're probably going to make X, Y, Z back on it. That is how we start to develop formulas to scale our business because we know that for every dollar I spend, I'm going to get this back and I'm just going to rinse and repeat. But that only happens once you create the formula of the person that you want to do business with because we want to make sure that we're only putting the right fuel inside of our jet, our helicopter, our luxury car, etc., So we know that we're getting the best gas mileage so we can go farther, longer, et cetera, and operate better. That is what this is. Now, this one kind of goes back to around the gender, or excuse me, not the gender, the age, the marital status, the children, and the location. The biggest one for that is, is literally what's their position in the buying process? You know, obviously... um, if you're not a a, a real estate agent and you're a sales professional, you obviously know that you want to talk to the person who can make decisions. Right? You want to make sure that you're only talking to the person who can give you a yes or can direct you to the person that can. Because obviously that's just one more phone call. So when you are literally that finite focused as to who your ideal prospect is, you are only dealing with people who are going to shorten the sales cycle so that they can close faster. That means everything. That is the secret sauce. You hear so many people these days talk about the secret sauce. It's not really that secret. If if you need to just replay this podcast over a couple of times, literally sit down with a pen and paper when you're not driving, of course, if you are, and map out this person because I promise you there are databases and sources out there that you can pull on, that you can pretty much plug and filter in all of these things to, cre- to create a list of people that look just like that. There's your pool of prospects who are going to be able to do business with you faster, make you money quicker, make you be able to scale your business faster and make you more money and be around long enough to actually do some good in your community. And hopefully the world. So what is their position in the buying process? Can they make decisions? If it's obviously a real estate agent or somebody who deals with families, you need to know if they're married. Do they have kids? What is their gender? What is their age? Because all of those things, as long as you plug them into your avatar, you can know who am I speaking to specifically and what type of authority within that dynamic do they have. And so obviously that's shortens the sales cycle. Now here is the big one that really is, I, I, I don't want to say secret sauce, because like I said, it's not a secret, but this is the one that pretty much is a sub question of every single one of the things that we just went over. And that is, what are their objections? what are the questions that you're going to get during the deal process during the nurturing process during the qualifying process during the sales cycle that you're going to hear obviously it's too much money obviously they're going to say um i got to check with my wife or my husband well guess what if you did your homework you knew that you were already going to be talking to the decision maker, i.e., the husband or the wife. You already knew, if you did your homework, that they were going to object of the price. So maybe you have financing options. Maybe you break it up into monthly payments. Maybe you do it in quarterly payments. See, if you create content based around their objections to get rid of it, a You can create products and services that are going to help the process because they'll already be built in that you can do it quarterly, you can do it monthly, or you can do this, that or the other thing. The end of the day, the, the name of the game is getting the deal done. So if you know these things about your ideal customer and what they are going to object to. And you already have the responses to those objections, whether it's in your pricing uh, on your website or whether it's, you know, a script that you give your salespeople to, you know, write whenever that person brings that up. They're like, oh, uh, objection to subsection four. And then hammer it off. So you can literally get rid of that objection onto the next one. What else you got? Can I answer any other questions for you? Ah, well, I just got to check with my with my spouse. So you wouldn't already have to deal with that question if you knew specifically who your ideal customer is, because that is the only that, that is the only prospect that you'd be going after. So obviously you can start to see why these objections fuel the rest. Because one of their objections might be, I have to go talk with my spouse. Oh, I just moved into this area. Or uh, I just got married, so I can't do it right now. All of these things are what you need to know to be successful in your business. So if you have to, please replay this podcast, replay this show. Make sure you spend time. And by the way, it is not going to be just one time that you do this. I would strongly recommend that you do this probably once a quarter because quite frankly, things change all the time. Anytime you see a market correction or you see a shift, sit back down. Go through this entire podcast again, through this show again, and write out how you're able to overcome these corrections or this new market. What else can you offer? How can you put more value behind these ideal customer traits, personas is another word for it, to make sure that you are not succumbing to market corrections. That is where so many businesses get buried. Why so many businesses go out of business because they don't know who they're talking to. And when you don't know who you're talking to, you're wasting time. And when you're wasting time, time is money, so you're wasting money. What did you guys think about the show today? How many people are going to replay it? (laughs) Me personally, I probably sit down... Once or tw- probably once every two months, because I'm in the digital space. So obviously, digital changes faster than anything. So I'm constantly thinking about what's a new market I can go into? What does that look like? I run down my list and I look at how can I help them the most? If one of their objections is cost, if one of their pain points or challenges is cost, how can I help them still get the deal done, but make it affordable for them? while still not discounting my product or service because I know my value. So what did you guys think of of the show today? Do me a favor, share this with your, with your friends. And even if you're not a business person, even if you're not a business person, I recommend that you do start a business. And no, it is not as expensive as so many people tell you. Because everybody has a story, everybody has a message, everybody has a value, everybody has a talent that they can pass on to somebody else to provide value in your community. So please share this with people who want to help better their community, who want to start a business. There are so many people out there who have great ideas that want to start businesses, but they don't know how. Well, here's the thing. One of the things to help you get funding, if that's the route you want to go, you need to know who you're going after. The bank will ask you that probably. You'll sit down and they'll say, what kind of business are you trying to do? And if you say, um, they're not going to give you any money. Know who you are targeting because then you'll be able to know your numbers. And when you know your numbers, you're going to be able to scale your business, grow your business, do more, help more people, et cetera. So again, again, What did you guys think of the show today? Was it helpful for you? I wanted to keep this one a little bit shorter so that you guys uh, could actually get jacked up before the day or in the middle of the day. Maybe hopefully this was like your two o'clock caffeine, whatever. If you guys do have questions, support at convertsource.com. Support at convertsource.com. Shoot me a message. We'll get back to you. It would probably be me because I'm a control freak like that. But shoot us a message. What do you guys need help on? What do you guys need to hear more of? How can I help you? How can we help you be successful in your business? What do you need to be successful? What do you need to hear more about? If there's a past show that you wanted to hear more detail on, let me know. Let us know how we can help you. Support at ConvertSource.com. Guys, thank you so much for watching this today. My name's Alex Kubasek. I'm so glad to have you. I'm so happy to help you. God bless you. And I hope that you guys have a fantastic, fantastic day and just make your lives amazing. Thank you so much for listening and watching this, guys. Have a great day. When you want your leads and sales on autopilot and to accelerate your business, you come to the source, Source. the Convert Source Podcast with Alex Kubasek. Let's go.